Twitter handle, at Religion of Woke. Are you an alpha male or a beta male? Do you take care of your woman and your children? Or do you go into the dark and sexually assault the first woman you can? So, watching the new Lex Friedman podcast, he has a, I think he's an anthropologist named Richard Rangham on there. He's talking about some interesting stuff like, you know, humans versus chimps and bonobos and Neanderthals and even Aborigines. So, the first thing he's saying is that there's two kinds of violence, you know, like, because, you know, everyone's always like, are humans naturally violent or are they naturally good? Anyways, he's saying there's two kinds of violence. There's proactive violence and there's reactive violence. And throughout the animal kingdom, usually, you know, if you're, if you're, whatever, if you're, if an animal is high on proactive violence, then they'll be high on reactive violence. You know, basically be high in both or low in both. And chimps, right, that's the closest thing to humans. They are very high in both. Like they, the male chimps at least, they go out and they find things to kill and then they kill those things. And, you know, maybe that's the other chimp tribe or maybe that's uh, some animal they want to eat. So that's proactive violence. You, uh proactively go out and kill stuff but chimps are also very high in reactive violence like if you piss one off he's gonna bite your face off and apparently you know in between themselves like i guess the you know the chimp females have to do a lot of stuff to prevent the chimp males from killing their the kids the babies the young anyways you probably heard how chimps are violent and so you know, they go out and kill stuff, and they'll also just, you know, if you if you wake them up when they're in the middle of a good dream, they'll kill you for that too. Proactive and reactive. And so here's the special thing about humans, unlike other animals in the animal kingdom, is that humans are, we're real big into proactive violence, you know, like go out, think about it, you know, beforehand and go kill something to eat it. Or, you know, or kill other human beings, like war, or whatever. But we're actually low on the reactive violence thing, which is that, you know, we can... You know, you can go to your job and put in a day's labor, and if someone, you know, drinks the last cup of coffee, well, you don't murder them right off the off the bat, do you? Basically, we're low in reactive violence. I mean, you know, we'll, we will... I mean, you know, there's a lot of people killing someone who annoys them eventually, but it, it takes quite a bit of annoyance before you murder someone, you know, in modern humans, homo sapiens. And so this guy is talking about, so okay, that's chimp, you know, whatever, that's uh, apes versus humans, or wait, we're all apes, anyways, that's chimps versus humans. And then this guy is talking about Neanderthal, you know, it's Neanderthal or Neanderthal, uh, if you're cool, if you're cool and hip to the latest woke uh, phrasing, it's Neanderthal, so I, I am cool and hip to that and woke to that, so I'll, I'll call them Neanderthals. But basically, uh, Homo sapiens, this guy this guy calls them sapiens, so maybe I'll start that too. So the sapiens killed all the Neanderthals. And this guy believes that it's because 
Neanderthals were, you know, they were proactively violent. They'd go out and kill something to eat it or go out and kill their enemies. But they're they also reactively violent. So basically they, could, they couldn't have as big a tribe, couldn't have as big a group. Like apparently Neanderthals, maybe maximum group size of 20, which if you get that small of a group size, then... You know, the alpha male is basically going to be having kids with his daughters. And so it's not it's not a great thing genetically. Whereas the sapiens, homo sapiens, were, um, whatever, they had less reactive violent tendencies. And so they could form larger groups. And ultimately, larger groups who are proactively violent could go out and kill the smaller groups. Who were also proactively violent, but they weren't as big a group. And so this is when he starts talking about, or they start talking about, alpha males and beta males. Like, you know, a group maybe has like one alpha male who, I don't know, whatever, you can imagine, is very violent. One alpha male, and he's violent, and that's how he keeps his position. And maybe that'd be Neanderthals. Or you might have the Homo sapiens, where they don't have like the single alpha male anymore, and like all the beta males can get along with each other. So then they're talking about gamma males, and I don't know, you know, A, B, C, D, F, G, but um, they're like, well, what is an alpha male and what is a beta male? And the guy's like, well, basically, alpha males are married men and beta males are single men, unmarried men, bachelors. And so who knows how that worked with Neanderthals, but apparently we know some stuff about the Australian Aborigines. And, you know, they were, whatever, they were kind of a time, you know, a, a frozen in amber, time stood still thing until, until the white people came and whatever they did, killed them. But apparently in at least some of the Aborigine um, cultures, the beta males, basically the bachelors, they had to leave for months. It's like, go live in the bush. Go live in the woods uh, for months at a time and don't come back. Because, you know, the married men didn't like them. They didn't like them sniffing around their chicks. And the other rule they had for them was stay within the light of the fire. So the married men, the alpha males, told the bachelors, the beta males... That, okay, you can be in this tribe, but don't ever leave the, leave the light of the fire at night because we know what you're going to do with our women. I mean, you know, were they going to seduce the women? They're probably going to rape them. But anyways, you get the idea. All right, then they talk about a bunch of crazy stuff about how the apes turned into humans. Uh, and I'm not going to go into it too much, but here's one fun fact. It's like the human brain is 2.5% of our body by weight, but it's 25% of our calories. So basically, big brains require lots of calories. And the theory is, is that, you know, our ancestors, Homo erectus or something, they discovered fire, and then fire lets you cook your food, and then cooking your food, it's almost like pre-digesting it, and then you can, whatever, it makes it taste good, and you can eat it, you can eat a bunch of it, and you can get a lot of calories, and everything's wonderful, and you can grow a bigger brain, because 
he got the calories for it. But the interesting thing is, is so this guy's describing, this is a guy like he wouldn't like lived with the gorillas. I think he knew Diane Fossey, if you remember her from Gorillas in the Mist. The old guy. This is an old guy with a British accent. But anyways, gorillas, I guess it depends on the season, you know. I'm sure sometimes you can just eat apples all day long. But anyways, depending on the season, gorillas spend all day eating. And it's more than even you think because, you know, they might spend seven or eight hours chewing on their shrubbery or whatever it is they're eating you know like basically like leaves leaves and branches not fruit but you might be like okay well you got you, you, you know you chewed on your uh, branches for eight hours now you got uh, 16 hours to do something else but in fact you don't because now you got to sit around while while you digest it like you can't just eat more shrubbery because your stomach is full and so you know, if gorilla wants to grow a bigger brain and get, you know, so they need more calories to grow that big brain, they can't because they're either chewing stuff or they're digesting stuff. And they just don't, there's only so many hours in the day. So apparently the things that came before humans, they were spending like half of their day chewing. And then humans, you know, today, humans, me, me, we're spending about an hour a day chewing. Which makes me think of cows. Like if you ever, if you ever on a road and you look into a field on the side of the road and you see some cows, they're gonna be chewing. They're always chewing something. And I think that's why you don't have to worry about cows like taking over the world, developing computers and stuff. 